Welcome to the Life Point Louisville podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Sean McGill. For more information about this podcast and for other resources, visit lifepointlou.org. Well, hey, we're in the middle of a series that we've been calling Rattled. We've been talking about how life has a way of rattling us sometimes. And uh, how many of you know sometimes that life can just kind of throw some things at you and you can feel a little shaken? And we've been in the book of James and James is a great chapter on how when life can kind of feel a little chaotic and, you know, when life can rattle you a little bit, there's some practical things that can really help you have a firm footing. There's some practical things that can keep you from falling or keep you from your life crashing apart. And so uh, that's what we've been talking about over the last three weeks, I guess now, or two weeks now. And uh, I'm excited about today, but let me just warn you, okay? Um, This one kind of stepped on my toes as I was studying a little bit for it. And uh, so you might want to get your toes off the ground a little bit, put them under your seat. James is going to step on him a little bit. And so I'll try to do it in a very life-giving way. But this scripture today, uh, man, there's some things that really kind of floor me. And so this may be one of the most challenging uh, parts of the series, but here's what I know. It's often those things that are the most practical and the most helpful and the most things that we need in our life. And uh, so anyways, that's what James is going to talk about today. And he doesn't beat around the bush. Uh, Chapter number three is where we're going to be. But let me go back to chapter number one, read one verse of scripture that kind of sets up where we're going to be in chapter number three. And he says this, he says, if you claim to be religious, but you don't control your tongue, you're fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. I told you this is a, this is a tough one today. Uh, James really beats around the bush, doesn't he? I mean, he just, he goes right out there and says, hey, if you claim to be, re- hey, thank you team. This looks really amazing behind me today. Uh, didn't the team do an amazing job on, now if you sit on the, Left side, you can see it too. Um, So anyways, but uh, if you claim to be religious, right? If you go to church, if you sing the songs, if you're in small group, if you're into WWJD, you have a Bible, all that stuff, right? You claim to be religious, uh, but you don't know how to just watch what you say. It says you're fooling yourself. And so that's what we're gonna talk about today. We're gonna talk about the tongue because we live in a world that uh, whatever we think or whatever we feel, it's okay to say. But that is not so. And James would say nay, nay on that. Um, That is not how you should live your life. And so today, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna smile and we're gonna receive the word with gladness today. And uh, James is gonna speak to us. I think he's gonna help us uh, because man, our culture really, um, man, they think whatever's in the moment that I wanna say or whatever I wanna post, it's just, It's just okay. And let me just say, that's just not a safe place to be. It's not a safe place to just say, I'm gonna let it fly, whatever I wanna do. And so, you know, I think if James uh, was alive in 2021, it wouldn't just be our tongue, but it might also be our thumbs. And so today, as I talk about our thumbs, you might also, our tongue, remind yourself about your thumbs because you're saying a lot with this as well. And so I wanna give you three things. We'll break down James chapter three today. Just a few verses of scripture uh, that I think can be really helpful. I'm gonna give you three things up front that James says uh, when it comes to the tongue, you wanna watch out for this. And then I wanna give you three things at the end that's just kinda in light of everything James says, now what? Uh, Because sometimes it's one thing to get some instruction and maybe even feel like 
ouch, but it's another thing to know what to do with it, okay? And so let me give you some practical things at the end to show you maybe how you can live a life of, uh, as James would say, in your head or taming your tongue. And so that's where we're going today. Number one, if you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, you should write this down. Uh, Number one is this, my words, okay, what I say will lead my life. What you say out loud with your mouth and what you type with your thumbs, the words that are coming from you, they will determine the direction of your life. They will lead the direction in which your life goes. James chapter three, if you're following along, we're gonna start in verse number three. It says this, it says, we can control a very large horse by putting a small bit of metal in their mouth. By controlling their mouth, we can turn a whole animal whichever direction that we wanna go. And so a very small piece of metal can move a big horse. It can move it whatever direction that piece of metal in its mouth can change, can lead the horse which way he goes. And then James goes on to say, or take a ship, for example. A tiny rudder can make a huge ship turn wherever the pilot wants to go, even though the winds are strong. So a small piece of metal, a small rudder, have you ever thought about a ship? Whether it's a small ship or a big ship, think about a cruise ship that has just a few small rudders that can turn that whole big beast of a machine, okay, floating on water, whichever direction it wants to go. Something so small can determine the direction in which it heads. And James is saying the same is true about your tongue. That something so small that can seem so insignificant that we rarely ever think about, it can actually, it can lead your life. You know, when you say things out loud like I can't or I won't or I will never, you know, that actually leads your life to a place where you probably won't and you probably will never and you probably can't do the things that you say you can't do, right? But there's something else when you wake up every morning and says, no, I am able, I can, I will. And look, I, I get it. You're, you're sitting there thinking, oh, this is just positive words. This is just, you know, this is just, you know, this, this is just kind of some self-help stuff. But let me tell you, it's more than self-help. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm just convicted that we've turned uh, things like this into just feel good. And you're just, you know, you're just giving me some self-help because the truth is the Bible says that words, life and death, life and death, it's in the power of your tongue. It goes on to say you can speak to a mountain and it'll move. Do you realize that? That your words can literally speak to things. And scripture says it's got so much power. It can bring life. It can bring hope. It can change situations. And so your words, what comes out of your mouth, they really do determine the direction of your life. They really do determine how you're going to lead your life and where your life is ultimately gonna lead you. Now, maybe it's not just the words that you speak, but maybe you'll get this. Isn't it true that the words that other people speak to us can also determine the direction of our life? That you can have a parent that maybe doesn't believe in you and say it, you know, like... Or, or, or doesn't believe in you and, and maybe tells you, or you can have a teacher that you get a bad grade and they say things like, you're always gonna be a failure. Yeah. Come on. You can have an ex-boyfriend or an ex-girlfriend that you were in a relationship and in the heat of the moment, they said something about you that really hurt. And their words carried with you and you entered into that, you know, that next relationship feeling like a failure because of what somebody else said. 
See, people's words can affect us. They can determine the direction and how we live our life. You ever had somebody that speak words of encouragement to you? Maybe you grew up in a great home and you've got parents that said, I believe in you. You can do anything you want. You're capable. You're talented. You're smart. Right? It matters. It matters to who you are today. Moms, dad, it matters. Your words will shape the direction of your kids' lives. I'm learning that. I've got a toddler. I've got a four-year-old. And what I say to him matters. I can crush him in a moment with my words. And I'm learning that my words are shaping his life. My words, what I say out loud is shaping his little world. I think about Joshua and I think about the children of Israel that were be, uh, being led to the promised land and they get, they get uh, right to the front door and, and, and they send out uh, uh, 12 spies and 10 of them comes back with this negative report and then uh, Caleb is standing before the people and it says this in Numbers chapter 13. It says that he stands before the people and he quiets them before Moses and says, let us go up at once and take the possession. See, 10 of them came back with a negative report and said, hey, there's like, there, I just don't know if we can do it. I just don't know if we're going to be able to go into the promised land. There's some giants. They just seem too big. They seem like, you know, more than what God can handle. And so a bunch come back with some negativity and Caleb gets up and says, uh, no, for we are well able to overcome it. We are well able. And then it says the men that had gone up with him said, no, we are not able to go against the people for they are stronger. So you have a well able club and then you have a we're not well able. And I want to be a part of the club that says, no, we're well able. That God can do this. That God is victorious. That every victory does belong to him. Your words will determine how you live your life. And the direction in which your life heads, are you going to lead a life? Are you going to head in a direction of faith, of God can and God will, and I can overcome it, and I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus? Are you going to head in a direction that says, no, I'll always be a failure? I promise you, if you speak that over yourself, you will be a failure. And so we want to we wanna watch what we say, James says. He goes on to say, this, the second thing, if you're taking notes, is this. Not only will your words determine your direction, but your words can also wreck your world. So your words will determine the life you lead and the direction you head, but they can also really cause some damage to, to the world you live in. Uh, your words can wreck your life. You get that, right? You've seen that. You've seen words used loosely have the power to break a marriage apart. You've seen words used loosely have the power to, to get somebody fired from a job. You've seen a loose word in a relationship issue in the heat of the moment cause a fight, cause a quarrel, and then that relationship. You've been BFFs for your entire life, and now in a moment, because of something that happened in a second, it rips you apart and tears you apart. Words, they're powerful, James says, and they can, they can wreck your life if you're not careful. He says this, if we're going on in verse number five and six, he says, likewise, when it comes to the tongue, it's a small part of the body, but it makes great boast. Consider a great forest set on fire by a small spark. Just stop right there. Last year, if you go and you look at some of the fires that happened in California, there's one story that you can go read about that I heard that says this, that, and let me just get the numbers right, um, but it said this about a small fire. It said that a half a million acres 
were burned in California last year, and it was traced back to one person hammering a metal hammer to a metal tent peg that caused one small spark that lasted less than a second that burned a half a million acres. That's what James is talking about. Consider a great forest fire can be set by a small spark. Something that lasts for a second, he's saying, can go boom, can cause huge messes, can cause huge issues, can really wreck your life. You thought it was a moment. You thought it was just something that I thought it, I felt it, so I could just, I need to give them a piece of my mind. I don't need to give people any more of my mind. I barely got enough of it. I guess 35 will teach you that. At 23, I didn't care. You can have all of my mind, right? But I'm learning that my words are powerful. They can wreck my life. He goes on to say this. He says, the tongue is also a fire, a world of evil. A world of evil amongst parts of the other body. It can corrupt the whole body. It can set the whole course of one's life on fire. (laughs) and itself set on fire by hell. I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy that the tongue has that much power, that the thumbs have that much power. I love what it says in Proverbs, and this probably should be a life first to somebody, but it's this, too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible. I didn't say it, but (laughs) keep your mouth shut. I think we can learn something today from from this scripture. And man, there's just too much talk in today's world. You know, James, just a couple weeks ago when we started off this series, what did he say? He said, be quick to listen, slow to speak. When it comes to your words, I think of two things. I think of the amount of our words and I think of the direction of our words. We We gotta watch the amount of words we're just vomiting everywhere. We gotta watch the amount of words we're vomiting on Facebook and Social media and in small group with the group of people we feel so comfortable with, we think we're just going to let it fly and then it turns into gossip. Come on, come on, talk about that. <laughs> you never gossiped with anybody, have you? <laughs> I had a moment recently where I said something. Afterwards, I walked away. I said, I shouldn't say that about people. Even though it was right, it's still gossip. You ever been there? I'm just telling people how they are. I thought I was helping them. No, I was destroying them. I was wrecking my own life in the process. I was starting a forest fire because my words out loud was shaping not only me, but it'll determine their direction. And I want to be somebody that speaks life over someone. I want to be somebody that speaks hope over someone. And so our words, they can... They can lead our life. They can destroy our life. They will reveal your heart. Number three is this. Your words will reveal your heart. You know, most of what we say out loud really comes from in here. Maybe, maybe what James is about to tell us, something we can learn as we read this next scripture is this, that we don't necessarily have a tongue problem. Sometimes we have a heart problem. That the thing that that causes us to let it fly out loud is sometimes the thing that's deep in here. James, he goes on to say, with the tongue, we can praise the Lord our Father. 
We can sing songs like, we praise you, we praise you, every victory is yours. And then in the next moment, we can curse somebody who's been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth comes praises and cursings. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. This should not be. He said, can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? Often in the scripture, if you, if you think of the word spring, it's, it's, it's referring to the heart. Proverbs says that, that, that the heart is a wellspring of life. My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or can a, can a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. It's just not so. And so, you know, something to think about, something to ponder, something I've been pondering. When you get bumped, what comes out of you? If it's negativity, it might not just be the moment got to you. It might not just be the person. If you find yourself always kind of letting, you know, cursings come out of your mouth, not praise, it might be a heart thing. That there's something in here we need to deal with. There's something in here that's broken. There's something in here we haven't let God have. Because I promise you, you're never going to speak words of life if you got a salt spring flowing from you. And so, I love what James goes on to say because it's really interesting. Because I, I read all that and I thought, well, how do I fix it? How do I fix it? Well, James said this. He says, all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, sea creatures, they're being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. No human being can tame the tongue. It's, it's, it's a restless evil, and it's full of deadly poison. Here, here's what I want you to hear today. This, this can sound a little like hard, right? If you feel like, you know what, that's me. It's kind of stepping on my toes. Let me tell you, that's all of us. It's all of us. This thing, <laughs> it's evil. And, and, and we can't tame it. You can't tame your tongue. I can't tame your tongue. The only person that can tame it is God. Yeah, yeah, good. And so how do you tame the tongue? Well, the first thing you gotta do is you gotta invite God to change your heart. Because, because the tongue reveals something about you. And when it reveals that, when we have knowledge of that, and it's in that moment we gotta say, God, I need you. God, change my heart. God, do something in me so what comes out of me is life. Listen, we're all sinners. We were all born this way where, where our propensity is gonna be negativity. It's gonna be words of death. But listen, there's a work that God wants to do on the inside of you. There's a work that God wants to do in here, in your heart. There's some sanctification there's a process in which he wants what comes out of you to be pure. He wants what comes out of you to be a fresh, fresh spring of living water. And so you gotta invite him to change your heart. Psalm says this, David said, create in me a clean heart, O God. God, give me a clean heart. Renew a loyal spirit in me. I love what Psalms 19, or, or Psalms 19, 14 says this. May the words of my mouth 
The meditation of my heart. The meditation of your heart affects the words of your mouth. They really do. May they be pleasing to you, oh God. Man, if, if you feel like, you know what, I can grow in this area. This is an area I haven't really conquered. Let me tell you, you don't have to conquer it alone. You can invite God in to, to help you. Say, God, change my heart. Reveal to me, help me. And one of the best ways to do that is say, God, every morning, God, may my words be pleasing today. May what's in my heart be pleasing today. Man, what would it look like if we got up every morning and we said, okay, God, what comes out of my mouth and what comes out of my heart today, may it just be full of life. May it be pleasing to you. May it be hopeful. You are my rock. You are my redeemer. In other words, you're the only one that can do this. You're the only one that can help me. I can't do it on my own. I need you, God. You know, that's what prayer is for us. It's not just this like legalistic thing that if you don't do it, you know, God's mad at you. No, prayer is an opportunity to say, God, I need you to just talk to God and say, God, today I can't do it on my own. Today, God, I don't want to wreck my job with a word that I didn't even think was a big deal, but in a second it caused a fire. God, today I need my heart to be pure so I don't say that thing to my wife out of anger and it roots something in her that it begins to slowly destroy the marriage. God, I want to say things that are full of life. I want to say things that are full of hope. And so, God, may the words in my mouth today, may the things that I think about, may they be pleasing to you. God, I invite you this morning, every morning, God, I invite you to change my heart. God, I invite you to uh, make me pure, make me holy, give me clean hands, give me a pure heart. And so, number one, if you're going to tame the tongue, you got to invite God into it because you can't do it on your own. And then number two, there is something that you can do. You can then begin to put a filter on your heart. Invite God to change your heart, but then allow it to stay changed by putting a filter on it. We got to learn to filter what's coming into our lives. That may sound a little old school, but I wish it would be new school. I wish it would just be today. I wish we'd think about it. You know, there's two gates. I don't know if you know this, but all of you have two gates in your life. It's an ear gate and it's an eye gate. And for, for, you know, maybe not many of us, but many, many of people in general, man, their gates are just wide open. They're just, they're just wide open. It's, it's like, I want you to imagine, right, that, that you're like a castle and you're fortified by gates. And there's an enemy that's coming in to get you. And you say, you know what, I'm just going to open the gates up. Just let them come in. You know, we've got those gates in our lives that we gotta, we gotta learn to, to guard and keep shut and say, God, what comes into my ears and what comes in are my ears, my ears, my eyes, it matters. Y'all, it matters if you hang out with people that gossip all the time. You probably gonna gossip. You're gonna work so hard. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing. And then you're gossiping two seconds later. Well, you didn't put a filter on it. You hung out with negativity, so you get negativity. You hang out around salt water, your fresh water's gonna come a little salty. All right, that doesn't mean you avoid people. I'm just saying you put a filter on it. You watch where you are. You're a little more intentional where you are, right? You put a filter on what you're watching. You put a filter on what comes in your home. Well, it doesn't really affect me. 
I hear people at work talking like that all the time. It's not, I'm not the judge, okay? And this isn't a legalistic church. I'm just saying, it affects you. You ever watch, okay, have you ever watched a movie and afterwards you thought, now I gotta watch something happy. That's a good sign that it's affecting you. I just gotta put office on or something, you know? It's like 50% of you. Gotta put Parks and Recs on. I gotta, whatever it is. I gotta laugh a little bit. Why? Because what comes in your ears comes in your heart. What comes in your eyes comes in your heart. It matters. Your ears, they matter. What you're listening to matters. Oh, the lyrics don't affect me. I just like the beat. It matters. It's affecting you more than you know. What you're reading may affect you more than you know. If your diet all day long is scrolling through the feed, it's affecting you. (laughs) Whether you realize it or not, watch The Social Dilemma. I ain't like a documentary thing. I ain't even watched it, but I heard enough about it for people to say it affects me. I'm like, I get it. Thousand of you have told me now. I'm sure there's something true about it. (laughs) It affects you. It affects you if all you do is look at other people's lives all day long and never look at your own. It affects you if all you do is watch the news all day long. It's going to affect you. And then what comes out is going to be like, oh my gosh, that's so not like me. It kind of was. You just didn't realize it was getting in you. You thought you slipped and it came from your heart. Matthew says this, if you don't believe me, it says... Matthew 12, can you put it on the screen? It says, for out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. A good man brings good things because good is in him. An evil man brings evil things because evil is in him. That's what he's stored up. I'm not saying you are evil. I'm just saying you've stored up evil. And so you're not evil, but are you storing it up? And you can't think you're going to not store it up and it's not going to bring evil. And so, I mean, we've all been there, right? Where you said something, you thought, let, let, me, let me put it this way. Any of you guys ever been in a moment and you said something, you thought, ah, oh, that's kind of not like me. I can't believe I did that. This is saying, no, it's like you. Let it, let it be an indication. What happened is you've been filtering it, filtering it, filtering it, but you never allow God to change it. And then it just came out. You can't hide the monster forever. It eventually roars. It eventually comes out of you. What comes out of you when you get bumped? What comes out of you when the pressure's on? I was talking to my realtor this week and I was saying, man, I'm sorry, this is a crazy process. And he said, yeah, what comes out of people, you know, in processes like this, it really shows who they really are. Don't worry, you've been okay. And I thought, thank God. Thank God what coming out of me is okay. But I was just reminded when the pressure's on, what comes out of you is what you're storing in you. And so if, if you want to help tame it, you got to invite God to change it. And then you got you to gotta learn to just, just put a filter on it. Just, just watch what's coming in. Proverbs 4.32, above all else, guard your heart. For it's the wellspring of life. Everything you do, you lead from it, you parent from it. 
You have relationship from it. Everything you do, it flows from it. And so the heart matters. Remember, it's not a tongue problem. It's a heart problem. And so you want to change your tongue? Change your heart. Everything flows from it. Number three is this. This is the last one. Is this helping anybody? Awesome. It helped me this week. Um, Number three is this. Decide to speak words of life from the heart. So when you get the heart right, when you've asked God, God, help me, help me within here. And you've done the hard work to put a filter on it, okay? And you say, God, I just, I know it's important enough. I'm gonna watch what comes in it. When you've done that and you got this clean heart, then determine, you know what? Out of it, I'm gonna live a life speaking words of life from the heart. Man, I want to be, I want to have a church and I want to be a dad. I want to be a pastor that just speaks words of life that encourages people, builds hope in people. We get enough hell all week, you know? People around you are getting enough negativity all the time. It's all over. We want to be people that build people up. And it starts with the decision to say, I'm going to be that person. And so the tongue, it can be rather evil, but you can also use it to praise people, encourage people. Remember words, life or death is in the power of the tongue. So choose life, choose life. So let me give you a few words, write this down. If you didn't write anything down, write this down, okay? Words you can speak of life. The first is this, words of affection. Words of affection. Matthew 3.16, at the moment the heavens were open, Jesus is baptized. It says, God descended on him like a dove, lighting him, and a voice from heaven said this, this is my son. Only two occasions where we see the voice of God speaking to the son, God the father speaking to the son when he's baptized and then also transfiguration, okay? And both of them say the same thing. And I think, well, these are only two occasions we see. It's probably what the father was speaking every time. It says this, this is my son whom I love and I'm well pleased. Jesus was about to begin his ministry. The first thing the enemy would do is attack that. Attack the words of life with words ultimately that were death. And I hope we can decide to, to just be people that'll speak words of affection. Man, I, I, I'm reminded more than ever the importance of looking at my little boy and saying, Sam, I love you. Daddy loves you. Whether he did anything or not, you got up today. I love you. I love you, buddy. I love you. I love you. Remember to look at my wife and say, I love you to me you put up with me if they knew half of what you put up with they'd probably fire me today I love you you're you're our church and we love you hey Jennifer and I love you you know that we love you Chris I love you We love 
You ever had a friend come be like, love you, bro? It's like, oh, that was weird. Do I say it back or do I not say it back, you know? I hate that because it just, it goes to show us it's not normal. Let's make it normal again. I do love you, bro. (laughs) You know, let's speak words of affection, not only words of affection, but let's speak words of praise. Words of praise. The Bible says this, that a word aptly spoken, I believe. Next, yeah, word aptly spoken is like apples of gold. Aptly spoken, meaning a word that gives value, that, that, that shows the value in an individual or in the situation. It's like apples of gold in settings of silver. Man, I wanna live a life saying, man, I'm proud of you. You did a good job. You worked hard. You're doing better than you think you are. I know you messed up. I know you may feel like you're failing at this Christian thing, but you're doing a good job. You're here today. Give yourself a pat on the back. You're doing better than you think you are. I mean, 2020, you made it. You're doing better than you think you are. I'm proud of you. Let's speak words of praise to people. Let's look at our coworkers when they they do something and say, man, that was awesome. You did a really good job today. Not just because you want something from people. Don't give words of praise because you're trying to get something in return. No, because you're choosing to build people up. You're choosing to encourage it. The third thing is I wanna speak words of encouragement. I wanna, I wanna speak life and encouragement to people. You know what encouragement is doing? It's giving people courage. It's imparting courage to people. Don't let any unwholesome talk, Ephesians says, come from your mouth or your thumbs, but only what is helpful for building people up. Only what is helpful to building others up according to their needs so it may benefit them. And I wanna, I wanna encourage people. I wanna speak words of affection and words of praise. And guys, we can build people up. Let's stop tearing people down. I'm not talking about you guys, okay? I'm just saying, too much tearing down these days. Too much negativity coming from mouths and thumbs and there's too much, you know, if you don't believe like I believe, then I hate you and I'm okay letting you know it. Man, let's, let's use less words, more listening, be slow to speak. As the word says, let's speak words of encouragement. And when you're thinking of speaking words of death, let's just shut our mouths. That was the Bible, not me. Uh, number four, let's just speak words of healing. Words of affection, words of praise, words of healing. Proverbs 15, 4 says that the tongue brings healing. The tongue that brings healing to situations is the tree of life, two trees. When it all started, you got the tree of life, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. One brought death. One was designed to have just life, the tree of life. Let's speak healing to people. It is life to them. It is medicine. Look, there's a lot of sicknesses that don't have to be cured with medicine. They can be cured with your voice in people's life. Healing. 
Too many of us are, are living lives of discouragement because we don't have enough people speaking healing into us. May our words be words of healing. May we look at broken situations and saying, you're right, it's probably never gonna work out. I'm really sorry. Or can we say, no, I know a God that can change everything. I know a God that can heal your marriage. I know a God that can heal that relationship at work. You've got this. God's with you. What if that was our posture and our interaction with people? We just brought words of healing. And then lastly, we brought words of faith. Just, just decide to do this. Decide that whatever comes out of your mouth, it's affection, it's praise. You can call it feel good all day. I promise you, you will feel good and other people will feel good too. Words of faith, Romans 4, 17. Abraham is our father in the sight of God whom believed the God who gives life to dead things and called things that are not as though they were. Words of faith. I know you don't feel right now like there's a way out but there is and I'm saying you can get through the other side what is faith it's the substance right of things hoped for the evidence of things not yet seen that we would speak faith into people that say you may not see it yet you may not know how it's going to work out yet but I'll tell you what I'll hope with you I'll speak faith to the situation I'll call things that are not as they are I know you're sick. I know you just got the report from the doctor of cancer, but I'm saying cancer free. I'm saying I'm gonna call something that is not as they are. Somebody in this room, I know you got a bad report this week, but in Jesus' name, I'm saying health over you. I'm saying freedom over you. This week, you called your marriage divorce. I'm saying no, God's bringing healing to it. God's bringing restoration to it. God's bringing hope. You're gonna be a great husband. You may thought you messed up this week and you're saying I'm such a failure. No, you not. You may not feel, or you may feel like a failure you're right now but I'm saying in Jesus name God's got a plan for you God's got purpose for you God's God's got something awesome for you you may not see it but I'm gonna speak it to people as if it's so and that feel great let's be people then that what comes out of here we've allowed God to change it in here so what comes out is life amen everybody Amen. You received James. Isn't James so good? It's so practical, so full of wisdom. And so I'm excited. Next week, it's going to be a little different. We're going to talk about words of faith and just the prayer of faith. It's going to be super encouraging. But I hope today, even though it can feel a little like, ouch, at times, I hope you leave encouraged. I hope it imparted some courage in you that, that you, you do feel like you got this, that God is with you and wants to help you. Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Louisville podcast. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the good news of Jesus, you can give by visiting lifepointlou.org forward slash give or text LCLOU to 77977. Thanks so much. We hope you have an incredible week.